Welcome to the Sykes Bottom Line Pharmacy Podcast, your regular dose of pharmacy CPA advice to fuel your bottom line, featuring pharmacists, key vendors, and other innovators. We the best Sykes and Company. We the best. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bottom Line Pharmacy Podcast. Um, today, obviously, we have our our normal guest here, Scotty and Kendall from Sykes and Company, and myself, Bonnie Bond. And we also have with us today um, the head of pharmacy at BioLite, Chris Ray. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, Bonnie. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, we're, you know, trying to take this podcast completely different subjects every time we do it, different areas of pharmacy. And um, we met Chris at um, in his company at a lot of the trade shows this year, um, this summer. And um, you popular guys- Popular booth. Definitely popular a popular booth. booth. Definitely saw lots of uh, people going around with those BioLite uh, bottles. Um, I tried one myself for the first time. Um, we were all doing that. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do, Chris, at BioLite and kind of what you guys are all about. Right. Yeah. So I've been in uh, independent pharmacy for about a decade now, first with a wholesaler. And I met uh, the owners of BioLite in Atlanta um, and loved the product. I was always trying to find solutions for pharmacies and uh, you know good products that were different and for the front end and decided to work with them um, after seven, several years of seeing how my pharmacies were doing with it. And so now my whole goal is to educate our independent pharmacy community on how they can integrate BioLite into their front end and, and utilize it in their community. And the, you mentioned front end, and that's huge in pharmacy right now. I think um, we definitely are seeing people move away. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast from just filling scripts in a pharmacy, um, obviously wellness and all sorts of different other services that you can provide to the community. And obviously everybody has, you know, the normal OTC items. And obviously we have a lot of people with gift items, but this is actually taking it to a level of offering, in my opinion, something um, out front that is actually still, you know, dealing with care and wellness of the patient. So something that they can deal with, you know, that they need, uh, maybe they're picking up their script for some sort of sickness. This is sort of a, a supplementary type of um, OTC item. Right. You know, these uh, customers are coming into these pharmacies because they're trying to recover from something, right? Right. And what I'm trying to do and, and what I'm hoping these stores understand is with all the challenges on the back end, you know, that front end can be seen as an asset. It's not a liability. You need to take advantage of that real estate and offer solutions and become a healthcare destination to be um, there to educate their customers on how products can can create wellness in their life. And, uh, you know, I think that the more stores get excited about that, the more they're going to be sustainable in this this challenging uh, economic period. Chris, Chris, you mentioned um, educating the pharmacies about that front end. What 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 can you kind of elaborate on that and kind of what you're trying to get across to pharmacies about their front end um, and how BioLite, I guess, you know, plays a part in that, you know, that front end is, uh, can be very valuable. Uh, we see pharmacies all over really uh, can turn their front end to, into a very valuable component of their pharmacy, especially with niche products, products you can't get elsewhere, such as a BioLite. I don't think you can really get that everywhere. Um and so can you kind of talk about how you are educating pharmacies and, and um, how you're trying to get your point across about why a, a niche product like BioLite is a, is a good fit? Right. So, you know, that front end can either be a bridge 
from a customer perception a remote. So as they walk in that door, I've walked in about 2000 of them, uh, how that, you know, portrayal of that, are, are you a, a education center that is really connecting to your, your patient population or are you, um, you know, someone that's just barely hanging on? So for, first of all, you know, what is the perception of your store to your, your customers? Two, you know, with, uh, you know, COVID kind of growing pharmacies opportunities from a point of care testing standpoint, from a collaboration standpoint with other healthcare professionals, you know, how to maximize products like BioLite or nutraceuticals when you are doing uh, these tests or doing these education opportunities with your customers. So say somebody comes in, they feel feel bad and you do a uh, flu strep COVID test on them. Okay, yeah, they, they are positive. Now what? You know, I would have some solutions, some bundled packaging there to say, this is what someone that's tested positive for needs to be using the next you know week in BioLite and uh, Tamiflu. Uh, you know, all those things can be opportunities for you to increase your cash base revenue. And obviously, well, I guess we never kind of. Well, I guess we kind of never. What is BioLite? Did we cover yeah, that? I mean, yeah, did, we, I, did that. we miss that? I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, it's essentially what it is, is it's a drinkable IV bag that an anesthesiologist made when his wife had breast cancer. Nice. You know, essentially he was trying to help her, uh, you know, battle the fatigue, the nausea, and then flush her system of the chemo drugs. So he created it out of love. And uh, now independent pharmacies are using it from everything from, uh, you know, cold and flu and, and, and COVID and stomach bugs all the way to uh, muscle cramping and heat exhaustion. So it's and hangovers. And uh, hangovers. If you were in Las Vegas, there was a good old hangover line. I've Yeah, I'll never forget us being it. It was years ago. We were at breakfast one morning, which is when, you know, all the people are finally coming in from their night on the town. And we were sitting next to, I think Scotty and I and Alan were sitting next to um, these girls who were hooked up to IV poles at breakfast. Blew my mind. Just get a bottle <laughs> but of But now you don't have right? to do that anymore. It seems a whole lot more simple. <laughs> and how much yeah, bio it's fun I'm sorry, how much biolite do you have to take to get those benefits? Is it something like you have to chug a couple of bottles or uh, how much? No, so Dale, one bottle equals uh, six to seven sports drinks from an electrolyte perspective. Wow. So, uh, you know, it is intense electrolytes and that's what people notice. You know, it, it tastes different, but the only difference in actually getting an IV in this is, you know, obviously it's going through your intestinal wall. So it takes about 25 minutes to work, but the benefits of rehydration and uh, kind of eliminating those symptoms that you're dealing with are, are there. Uh, you know, it's funny because some of the stores, they think, hey, this is a marketing gimmick and they kind of, you can see the cynicism in their eyes, but I say, hey, look, I'm going to leave some samples with you. Just trust me, you know, give it to some of your customers or use it when you need it. And we usually make believers out of them um, mm -hmm. after after they try it. I know I spoke to many pharmacists at the show and then even some of our clients recently who are um, who carry your product and they all spoke very highly of it. I mean, they use it themselves. They like I drink it every day. They love it. Um, but just looking at your website, you know, you can definitely see that this is touching um, athletes, um, obviously those that are sick um, that need, you know, again, I'm thinking about you know, stomach viruses, flus. Um, cancer patients, I saw. Um, so it seems like it could really touch a lot of different, you know, people of the population in the community. And obviously, on a pharmacy perspective, as far as income, is this is obviously a cash. So 
anything that pharmacists can offer out front like that, um, that you don't have to worry about insurance um, claims and things of that nature is always a plus. High margin cash. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I think that uh, you touched on the versatility of the product. Mm -hmm. I always talk about, you know, how this is kind of a Swiss army knife of front end because it has so many applications. And then what I really like try to do is teach these these folks how to really be creative and utilizing products like this by going to some of the community partners that they want to do business with. So say you want to do flu shot clinics with a, a factory down the road, you know, taking some over there and saying, hey, I know you have OSHA compliance around hydration here at the factory. You know, by the way, we do flu shots or going to the hospice company down the road or the, the long-term care facility. Uh, there's just so many opportunities to take some of these niche products into community members and say, hey, we stock this. You're not going to get mm -hmm. this everywhere. By the way, we do all these other clinical services that you might benefit from. Um, and I've seen some of the more creative pharmacies say, yep, I'm going to take that and run with it. And it's opened some doors. Yeah, I work with a lot of startups. One um, particular just was talking to us about this specific product a few weeks ago. They were using it to, you know, they said they had purchased a lot of it, but they were using it as a giveaway as they had new, you know, customers coming through the door. Hey, you're not feeling well. Here's your script. Try some of this, you know, come back again, try some of this spotlight. I think it'll help you feel better. Um, and using that kind of on a two prong approach there, but you know, having them maybe come back, Hey, they gave me something for free, but then also maybe um, having them love the product as well um, and see the benefits from it. I've also seen pharmacies do like bundle boxes. So like mm -hmm. if you come in the pharmacy with the flu, and they'll they'll have a package ready for the flu, you know, whether it be Kleenex, you know, whatever, Biolite in there or some vitamins, things like that. And, um, you know, you take the bundle box home, it's got everything you need to get through the flu. So that's really neat and convenient. Um, we've heard some success around that as well. So it's kind of really thinking outside the box, really, and how to get creative with uh, that front end and, and taking care of your patients and being that wellness center in addition to just filling those prescriptions, you know, we got pharmacies that folks will, when they walk out the pharmacy, they've got supplements in that bag. They're, they're going to be, you know, they're not just walking out with scripts. They got script and supplements going in there. So, and those supplements have great margins to them. Yep. Um, so that front end can really be um, a, a great asset. Like you said, Chris, um, I'm curious, you said you've been through to about 2,000 pharmacies. I'm sure you've seen a couple pharmacies that you've walked into, and it looks like, you know, you're going back to uh, the 1800s <laughs> with the mortal and pestle back there. But um, talk about kind of what you see in terms of um, the pharmacies and looking alive and looking, you know, uh, up to date and versus those pharmacies that are kind of still stuck in the in the way back and they – and they're just not modern looking pharmacies and, and how that can perceive to, to patients and customers. So it, it is crazy. It's all over the board in terms of what you see. And obviously everybody's dealing with the same challenges that they can't control. And to me, it's all about mindset. You know, what are you going to do with this information? Are you, are you going to be a victim or are you going to take back control on what you can't control? And I've been in stores where literally, you know, it's, it's dusty. Uh, there's nothing on the shelf. And I, I'm scared that, you know, hey, why would anybody fill a prescription here? Then you go in other stores that are just 
just it's the atmosphere is unique and, and, and lively and they have the soaps there and you're as soon as you walk in the door you have you're smelling like the the homemade soaps of the vendor they have in town and then they have you know uh just everything's polished and the music's playing and it's, it's just a different environment so what i encourage people to do is try to get outside of the store and, and take a look because they're in it every day and they sometimes don't notice but maybe ask some people like Hey, what is your perception when I walk when you walk in the door? Because um, I've I've seen seen everything, and I think it makes a big difference in how you design the front end and how you get your uh, your staff to engage with your their customer base. And I think it's the difference in uh, sustainability or, or not. Yeah, and I know you can. Um, you know, I think a lot of pharmacists sometimes feel like, and I know we've had some clients in this situation where they feel like, you know, your OTC section is just something you have to have. I mean, you've got to throw some, you know, $5,000 out there and at least have some band-aids and some Aleve, you know, whatever. Um, it's just something you got to do. Um, maybe, you know, changing that mindset and that approach to using that, um, I think you got to at this point. I mean, you know, the way things are now, you have to use it more, like we've said, as a wellness, you know, supplementary type um, offering at your store and then using that to, in my opinion, ex you know, to, you know, gain a relationship there when you, with your patients as they come in and they're sick and offering them options beyond the script um, to help them. And so having those things, those, and especially these newer things um, outside of the box um, that can help, I think just helps with the relationships of the pharmacy as well. Yeah, Bonnie, when I was working for the wholesaler, a lot of times I would recommend maybe cutting down on the footage mm -hmm. of your traditional OTC sections yep. and not offering uh, orange, bl blueberry, you know, all, all the different colors and flavors uh, that sit there and expire. So cutting it down, bringing in some of these niche products mm -hmm. that are more solutions based and, and, and around your consultation. So yes. that would be my takeaway listening to this is, hey, find some different things, uh, cut down on the traditional stuff. And a lot of times pharmacies, you know, say, hey, this stuff's just not going to sell in my community. My market doesn't have the money. Well, you know, a lot of times people are just looking for solutions and they're going to buy it somewhere and you can't be passive. And stores are just scared of like, well, I don't want to be pushy. Well, you're not being pushy. You're offering solutions for health and wellness. And that's why these people are coming to you is because they want to feel better. So think of it that way and encourage your staff. Uh, to give them the proper education and motivation to to be able to connect these products to your customer yeah. customer base. Well, that sounded like a great bottom line from Chris. What do you got, Kendall? What's what your got? bottom line? No, I think those are all awesome, awesome points. Uh, bottom line, I think uh, I like what you said about the out front OTC being the bridge. So mm. you really got to think. I mean, a lot of Times the pharmacy counters physically in the back of the store, so the pharmacy. So, what does my bridge look like? Yeah, does it look inviting with products that is going to lead me to wellness, or does it look shoddy where somebody's like, "I'm not crossing this bridge"? <laughs> so, uh, I guess that bridge my, looks old. <laughs> that bridge looks old. That bridge, like you said, looks dusty. Has a whole bunch of products that I don't need. I'm not going back there. So I think the, my takeaway, my bottom line, what I've learned from Chris today is you, you have to make that bridge about wellness and about making the uh, consumer, the client feel better. 
and they'll they'll have trust across that bridge and then to pick up prescriptions. So just make sure you're out front is, is a nice, nice bridge. People feel comfortable going over. Mm-hmm. Scotty, you got anything? For sure. Your bottom line? My bottom line is how do I get some biolite? I got a cold <laughs> and I need something. <laughs> you do need it. Oh, he's muting himself. That's good. Excuse me. Um, Scotty, coming your way, buddy. Yeah, you're man, I'd love to. I, you're, you're never going to be a uh, biolite. Uh, <laughs> I thought it tasted delicious, to be honest. You know, I, I some people didn't like it. I loved it. I, I um, liked it, too. I liked it, too. Those guys weren't um, chugging those things at the trade They show. were. They were, boy. Um, but, no, uh, I think my bottom, my bottom line is um, – you know, that front end, I, I like how you said it to begin with, mm-hmm. that asset. That front end can be an asset. Um, invest some time and effort into that front end. Find those niche products. Find how you can fit it into your community, your mm-hmm. patient base. Find what works. Invest in it. Um, and and, um, and, ter- and turn that into some value, that front end for sure. And I like, Kendall, how you put it too. That's a great, great point. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. I do have a question. If I'm a pharmacist, where do I get a sample? How do I get my first supply? Um, sure. I, I mean, how do I get something I can taste and to let some of my clients taste? What's the process like? Yeah, Kendall, if they reach out to me, I'd be glad to send them samples because we want the stores to to try it and get behind it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's stocked in all the major wholesalers now. So okay. they can order it directly from their, their full-line wholesaler and uh, get going that way. And we have free point of sale material uh, signage to kind of educate consumers. So we don't want it just to sit and gather dust. So yeah. we'll be glad to send that to them as well. And, and for pharmacists, I don't know how much you can share, but how, how would you anticipate this impacts your bottom line? Um, when you, when you sell a bottle, how does that impact the bottom line of the pharmacist? I'm sure they're curious. Sure. It's over 40% margin, uh, all cash, cash based. We have stores that sell, you know, five cases a month. And then I had one that sold 7,000 cases last Ooh. year and made a quarter million dollars. Off there you go. So, you know, it's, wow. it's kind of like anything, how you get behind it and, uh, you know, how you utilize it in the community. Uh, so it's, it's just something you can play with and, and have fun with. And it's a fun brand that it's not stocked everywhere. So independent pharmacies have a unique opportunity right now. And you got you kind of got me perked up when you said uh, <laughs> seven thousand cases. I believe it was a quarter oh. of a million. Got me really perked up. Um, how much education does my team need um, to know how to talk about the product and to get people's interest into that? What, how much in- education does my team need, and what resources will I have? Because you know, I'm looking to get eight thousand cases now. <laughs> after there you go. What you said. Yeah, so obviously they can reach out to me. We have a digital marketing kit that, um, you know, they can use on their social media pages. Uh, we have some bag stuffers, uh, trifolds that kind of connect hydration to the different seasons and conditions. Uh, I love talking to uh, the staff and I loved helping them utilize it and talk to providers or, or uh, you know, long-term care facilities. So, you know, I would I would encourage and challenge the stores to utilize me because I've I've been in the industry and I want to be an active partner with them. And Chris, you did mention um, the staff and how that's important. Um, I think pharmacies really should invest in their staff as well um, for training and for um, really sales. 
um, yeah. you know, if someone's coming to pick up that script for something and you're like, well, you know, some BioLite or whatever supplement would be, would be a great addition to this or something like that. So kind of getting that staff educated and trained yeah. and um, pulling them into the sales process, I think can be very valuable as well. And something that's uh, overlooked, I think, in a lot of pharmacies. Oh, definitely. You know, I walk in the store and a lot, obviously I'm there to, to kind of leave some samples, but uh, they, they don't know I'm not a, a customer or a potential customer. And, and you can walk up and see someone sitting on their phone and they don't engage with you, or you can see someone that is greeting you and, and really is t interacting with you and trying to find solutions for you. Um, so utilize your staff, train them so they feel confident in what they're speaking to, incentivize them, utilize technology, whether it be workflow tagging, IDR. Uh, there's just so many things that are out there that you can really do to take back control of that front end and try to try to make your store more, more sustainable. That would be my biggest takeaway is I think figuring out if I was a pharmacy owner would be figuring out um, my community, maybe the seasons and how, um, you know, summer can be, you know, the heat could be a bigger deal in some areas than others. And you can play on that some. And then obviously being a pharmacy wellness scenario, you can play on the um, the sickness all year round because that's going to help with, you know, all different sorts of scenarios. Um but just figuring out your your community, the people that are walking your door and what makes sense um, to market to them. And then, like you said, I haven't even considered the employees, but making sure they understand how to sell the product and understand the product. They've used the product. They are excited about the product so that they are able to educate, you know, the patients as they come through the door. Well, we certainly appreciate um, you talking with us, Chris, this morning. We um, learned a lot. Thank you about so the much. product and about the whole out front scenario for any project, it's really. An, yeah, it's, it's an important discussion because, um, again, I think it's often overlooked. That front yep. end is not taken advantage of like some some should do it. Yep, absolutely. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Thank guys. You, Chris. And I, I will see you at the next show and I'll have a couple cold ones waiting for you. Sounds <laughs> <That was> great. <laughs> All right. And um, we'll be there. We're signing off for the yes. Bottom Line Pharmacy Podcast. See you to next time. Bye. Bye-bye. We the best boxing company. Your accounting is a mess. There's no need for you to stress. Go online and request from the best. We the best boxing company.